Welcome everyone to the second episode of the Two Bagger Podcast. I'm Trace Mahan. I'm here with my best buddy Noah Murley. We got a good show lined up for you here today. We're going to dive into some winners and losers of the baseball season, the current MLB standings, mainly talking about the wild card race in the NL. We're going to talk about some of the best moments you've seen on a baseball field. And we're going to talk about some NFL MLB comparisons, who you think looks like uh, one another in the MLB and NFL. It's going to be a good podcast. We got a tight race in the last week of the baseball season. No, and I'll dive right into it and provide you with some solid content. Hopefully you guys like the show and uh, follow us on Twitter at the Two Bagger Pod and at Crown Sports Med and let us know what you think. All right, so we're gonna get right to it. All right, everybody, we're here with my good friend Noel Murley for the second ever Two Bagger Podcast. How's it going, big guy? Uh, pretty good. Um, starting to get a little chilly here in Cleveland, but we're making it work. Um, football start or football is in the swing of things, and postseason's about to start for baseball. Yeah, man, I'm excited about that. We can just dive right into that right now. We're going to start with the standings in uh, the AL and the NL. Not much to talk about in the AL. It's it's pretty much set. There's obviously going to be some mobility between the eight teams, but mm-hmm. it just looks like it's going to be Rays, White Sox, A's, Twins, Yankees, Strohs, Indians, and Blue Jays, unless the Mariners and Blue Jays somehow swap. Mm-hmm. But who do you like coming out of this division – or, sorry, this conference? Because I I have no idea, honestly. Yeah, I don't really know either. I mean, a, a lot of these teams, like, haven't – like the White Sox, for example, they haven't been there, like, in postseason, like the Twins. Like, you know, a lot of these teams aren't, like, familiar with, like, playing playoff baseball. So, like, we'll have to see what happens. And then you got the Astros in there who always are – you know, cheating and lurking a little bit, and I feel like they could make a run maybe. Like, it's literally a toss-up. Dude, I love the White Sox, but the fact that the Reds just took two or three from them and the fact that they seem to have peaked mm-hmm. like, a, like a week or two ago, I don't know. I mean, they just beat the Twins three or four right before that Red Series. So maybe maybe the White Sox are the best team or the Rays, and we're just overlooking them because of their previous history. Yeah. But, I mean, I saw a stat. It was a couple days ago, so it might have changed a little bit. But the White Sox are in the top five in every single MLB offensive category except stolen bases. And then they're also in the top 10 of every pitching category except K per nine, which is 16th. So they're right in the middle of the pack. Yeah, I on top I would say on top of that, they have three different guys with over two war in their lineup every day. It's incredible. Yeah, it's it's just like a weird situation. I mean, I don't like with COVID and all, like, you know, this is like if we cut off the playoffs at sixty games, you know, we'd still have hundred and sixty two, so hundred and two. But like this is how it is this year, so like we'll just see what happens. I don't think anyone is like really wowing me but well one thing that's going to be super interesting is the MLB said they're they just released their playoff format and they're gonna play the first round at the top seeded home park mm-hmm. so like if the Reds finished eight and they play the Dodgers they play all their games at Dodger Stadium mm-hmm. but then they're going to a bubble 
of one of a few different locations. I'm not. I'm. I can't remember uh, where, but they said they're gonna play every day. So there's gonna be a five game series and a seven game series and a seven game series, which would be the World Series. Mm-hmm. And they're playing every single day. So you're not gonna be able to just have three pitchers, maybe sometimes four pitchers, win series for you. You're gonna have to have all at least four guys, probably five, step up and start games in big spots. And I I don't know who I would pick out of the AL teams with that kind of pitching. That kind of throws me toward the Rays. I think they have the best pitching in the AL. But that also favors somebody like the Indians. Yep. Who they just they just bring in starters from their farm system like none other. Yeah. I mean and yeah, the Indians like they have a really good rotation and that kind of like I mean, we're still talking about the AL, but like that kind of gets me excited because I'm a Reds fan about the Reds because like they, you know, Castillo, Sonny Gray, Trevor Bauer, like their pitching rotation is pretty good. But like you said, like the Rays, like yeah, I like the rotation too. They're solid. Well, not to mention their bullpen is insane as well. So is the so are the Indians. Yep. Yeah. So, gun to your head, who are you picking coming out of the AL? Um, out of the AL, I'm gonna. Sleeper pick, like, the Yankees didn't play great this season. Or, uh, no, they still played all right. But I'm going to say the Yankees. Just, I don't know why, but just screw it. <laughs> How in the hell is picking the Yankees a sleeper pick? I don't know. Everybody, I mean, like, everyone is still picking the Yankees, I feel like. It's it's not a sleeper pick. It's just, like, I don't know. It's baseball, and literally this is, like, a flip of the coin for me. And Yankees are – they're just, like, a – postseason dog you know what i mean a lot of these other teams like don't necessarily know how to act but like with it being in a bubble and all you know no fans like i mean i think their families are allowed allowed to come and stuff but like i think it's gonna be really different i mean they haven't made a world series i think in like 11 years so they they've made playoff appearances and Mm -hmm. not gone too far i mean they've had you know they've had some uh yeah. AL, ALCS appearances. But for me, in this wacky shortened season where some players have seasons that are way above their expectations and some people finish way below, I'm going to go with the team that has a combination of playoff experience and a solid pitching rotation to endure this rigorous playoff schedule. I'm going to take the Rays. I think they're an unpopular pick because they're not flashy whatsoever. They throw out a lineup every day full of guys that, like, you probably couldn't even tell me half their names. Mm-hmm. But they can hit the ball, they score runs, and their pitching wins them games. And in the postseason, play, like, pitching matters so much because games yeah. are so low scoring. Yeah, like, It's just harder to hit in the postseason because the pitching is so much better. So I'm going to take the team with the deepest pitching staff and go with the Rays. Yeah, and I've always like I've always kind of liked the the way the Rays play. It's kind of like they're just like scrappy and they're just like, you know, like you said, not flashy. They they just like get stuff done. They're like kind of a small ball team and like, you know, like I don't know. I kind of miss that a, a little bit. I mean, I I like the flash, the home runs, the 105 mile an hour fastballs, but yeah. Well, I think that's a really good point, actually, because so as Reds fans, we root for a team that is 
I want to say they're top, at least top half of the league in home runs, but they're the bottom team in terms of cumulative batting average. Mm-hmm. And that is just like, it's such a hard brand of baseball to watch because your guys are either going up there and hitting bombs or they're like popping up or striking out. And it's a bad way to manufacture runs, even in this day and age of hitting home runs all the time, because you have no one on base to drive in and it's harder to get runs against good pitchers. Mm -hmm. That worries me a lot about the Reds if they continue to progress toward the playoffs. But you're right. The Rays play a different brand of baseball, winning brand of baseball. I also think the Twins kind of play that kind of baseball, even though they do hit a ton of home runs. You'll see Twins players driving in runners from second with two outs all the time, just getting hits when it matters. Maybe maybe they are better this year than last year and could surprise people too. Mm-hmm. But I think being able to manufacture runs other than just hitting home runs is extremely important. And that's part of the reason why I'm kind of worried about the Yankees. They hit a ton of home runs. But they also have guys like DJ LeMayhew just hitting barely below 400. Luke Voigt's above 300. He also hits a ton of home runs too. They got Judge back. I'm not sure how he's been performing since he came back, to be honest. But, you know... There's a, there's a ton of good teams playing. There's a reason they're all going to make the playoffs, and there's a reason it's going to be competitive. But it's set regardless. There's going to be eight teams in there competing in some way, shape, or form, and we already know who they are. Mm-hmm. But with the NL, it's a toss-up. Yep. Yeah, and the, the bottom half of those seeds, like it's even, – even the middle half, like people could move – like the seeds and whatnot, but you got the – you got the Reds, you got the Brewers, you got the Giants, like all really competing for some spots there. Yeah, so you and I, obviously, huge Cincinnati Reds fans. I have not been more excited for a baseball season and a baseball postseason mm-hmm. since like 2013. Yeah, me too. I mean, me too. I mean, I was. The Reds were. I don't know. When was the last time they made the playoffs? It was like, what, 2014? I think or? it was. It was 2013 or 2014. I think it was 20... When did we fire Dusty Baker? Yeah. I think it was 2013 that we made it last. But I should know this, honestly, off the top of my head. Anyway, they're they're in the playoffs now. The Reds are. They're the A seed, but they're playing playoff baseball, essentially. They got six games left. Three with the Brewers starting tonight. They they're going with their horses, man. Yep. They got Castillo on the mound tonight, Sonny Gray tomorrow, and Trevor Bauer on Wednesday. They're facing Brett Anderson. I'm sorry, Brandon Woodruff, then Brett Anderson, and then Adrian Howes to round it out. The Brewers are hot. They've won four straight. Mm-hmm. The Reds just took two or three though from the Sox. Yep. That that makes I, me feel yeah. That makes me feel good that you know they just took two or three from the Sox and like. They're like you know top of the AL, and it's um, and it really gets me excited that these three guys, like you said, they're just dogs. These guys, like especially um, Trevor Bauer, like he's just like you know when he pitches on Wednesday, he's just gonna shove. Like he might he might get hit around a little bit, but he's just gonna compete. And I I'm so excited and happy that these guys are starting. Dude, that's a piece they've been missing for a long time. Mm-hmm. The last guy I can remember that went out there and had the kind of drive that he did was Johnny Cueto. Mm-hmm. And he did it with a little bit less emotion, but yeah. he went up there and spun his stuff and threw his fastball right by people and dominated for the Reds for a semi-decent amount of time there. 
But I, dude, it sucks because we've played. We got six games left. We've played two more than the Giants and two more than the Brewers. So if they go and win, if both those teams won both those games, which would also mean that we would lose to the Brewers. But anyway, that we would still be a half game back if the Reds didn't play while the Brewers and Giants played those two games. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of tough being the team that's played more games. But I kind of like where we're at. Yeah. We have we have the Brewers, so we're going to know exactly where we're at after these next three days. And the Cardinals play the Brewers five times. I would imagine that neither team sweeps five straight games. No, there's no way. So no. maybe the Cardinals go three and two or two and three. That could potentially lift us into the sixth spot and be second in the NL Central. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I feel like a lot of things have to go right there. So I think we're just rooting for the wild card at this point. Yeah, I think that um, it's just so funky. We don't really know what's going to happen, and I agree with you. I don't think someone's going to sweep that five-game series. It's That's pretty tough to do in baseball regardless of who you are. But, um, yeah. This is this, this three-game series right here against the Brewers is going to be an absolute test of David Bell's competency. Mm-hmm. He loves to throw like fifteen different players out there in a single game, just on like just offensively, mm-hmm. and he likes to experiment and play the righty lefty and lefty righty matchups. He loves to switch the lineups up depending on who's starting pitching, yeah. and I hate it. You got to have your best guys in the game yeah. during these kind of these kind of uh, playoff games. Sorry, yeah, soon th- to be playoff games. Hopefully, I th- yeah, I think that I think coaches like think about it too much sometimes i mean if if a lineup works out for you if the reds win tonight and you know everyone played decently well like throw that same lineup out there and then if someone's really struggling then pinch it for them or you know but that's how all my coaches kind of were growing up just you know like all these coaches now like joe madden it's just like uh, you know just like doing all this funky shit it's like just stick with the basics and just win yeah, I mean, he threw out a lineup two days ago with Aristides Aquino leading off the game. I know Aquino's getting on base. That's great. He's also hitting 160 and had one home run before yesterday. Yep. So why are we not having guys like Shogo Akiyama or Jesse Winker? Dudes who have – Jesse Winker's been struggling a little bit since he was super hot, but he hit a home run a few days ago. And Shogo's been getting on base – at an insane clip yep. the last, like, 10 or so games. Why take these guys out of the lineup when you know the starting pitcher? They might face them twice. Yep. Like, ideally, they'd face them twice. Yeah. They still probably have two or three, uh, one or two other at-bats against other pitchers after that. Yeah, and I mean, it's so the, dumb. the thing is, with some of those guys, it's like, I grew up playing with people when I've watched, it's like, the good players, like Winker, you know, Votto, like, even when they're struggling... They have such a good eye that they're going to get on with walks. They're, you know, just everything. They're going to, like, and some of these guys that haven't been in the league a while, like, aren't going to do that. And, like we said before, like, that's not the home run game, but, like, getting people on, moving people over, that's how you win, how you win baseball. Yeah, that's a really good point. They did a good job of drawing walks yesterday, and that's literally the reason they won. Mm -hmm. But that's enough red stock. I know. We love the Reds. We love talking about them. But there are other teams in the National League competing, like the San Francisco Giants and the Philadelphia Phillies. Mm -hmm. These are two teams 
fighting for the wild card spots as the Braves, as the Braves and the Marlins control that division. Well, sorry, they control the uh, NL East, and then the Dodgers and the Padres have already clinched the uh, NL West. So Giants and Phillies are really the only other two teams outside of the Reds and Brewers competing here. The Giants, they play the Rockies in a four-game series coming up, and then the Padres in a four-game series. So I kind of like our chances there. Yeah, and I well, I mean, I think the Padre the Padres clinched, right? Yeah. Yeah, the Padres have clinched. So I, I mean, I know they're going to want to be fresh and stuff, but I wonder if they're going to kind of lay back a little bit when they play the Giants. Who knows? But that's what I worry well, about there a little bit. Yeah, I kind of do too because they are so far ahead of the Marlins that, you know, they, they're they not at risk of losing the four spot, mm-hmm. but they're probably not going to get the I, one seed mm-hmm. because they're four games back of the Dodgers. Yeah. So you're right. Maybe they do lay off, but I would have to imagine that the Rockies win at least one in San Francisco. It'd be tough. That ballpark is not a hitter-friendly ballpark. Maybe the Giants win three there and then hopefully lose the Padres, even if they send a B lineup out there. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, but, I don't. I don't think they'll send. It's kind of tough with baseball to like send a completely B B lineup out there, so they'll still have their most of their guys well, in, and they want to keep them fresh. So, you know what they definitely won't do? They definitely won't throw their top pitchers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's because true. the. The way the playoffs are set up, they're going to need to use their top three guys in those that first uh, first series of three games, and so they're not going to they're going to want to keep them fresh. Mm-hmm. So that right there is a disadvantage for the Padres and the Reds, I guess, too, mm-hmm. to a certain extent. Maybe the Phillies will choke. The Phillies they play the Nats in four games, and. Let me see who pitches for the Nats. So they're place they're facing uh, Eric Fetty. Then they have uh, they have uh, Aaron Fetty, then Austin Voth. There's not a pitcher listed for Game Three. And then it says Eric Fetty again. So this is just completely incorrect. <laughs> oh, they got they have. Animal Sanchez. All right, so the Phillies don't face too good a pitching against the Nats. They might they might take a few games there. But then they play the Rays, and the Rays will definitely be trying to win those games. They got to maintain that one spot. Yep. And, I mean, I, we're doing this right now, like, during, you know, early or, or late Monday, but the Phillies are losing 2 nothing in the second, so. That's big. Yep. That is big. So... It's a it's a tight race. I mean, yeah. I I hope and pray the Reds make it out. I think they have a good shot with the three guys they have tonight, or three three guys they have going on these next three days against the Brewers. But these are must win ball games. Got to play them like must win ball games. I don't think they'll play them any other way. We'll see how it goes. Yeah, it's gonna be really exciting, and it's just like with COVID going on. I feel like just watching these games. I'm you know got got this Phillies game on right now. It's just like exciting because it's basically like playoffs. Cause it's just like weird and funky eight team 60 game season. So let's see what happens. Yeah. Dude. I heard they might go to the 16 game postseason after this year. That would be good. I mean, 
You like I, that? I like that because, you know, baseball, it's such a long season, and these guys work so hard, and it's like 162 games. Like, you'll get the one seed. Like, that's the best – pretty much the best team in baseball in the eight seed. Like, I don't see why, you know, having it be so small is, you know – and I think it's exciting for fans. I think more fans will be into it, obviously, because more teams. So that's the part that I understand. I understand that more teams and it means more fan bases have a chance to root for their squad to win a championship. Mm-hmm. But the thing that I don't like is the fact that over half the teams make the playoffs. Because to me, that devalues the regular season. Yeah. Like you play 162 games – to single out the top, what, I guess technically eight teams, but 12 if you count the wild card. Mm-hmm. I count that? 10 if you count the wild card. And it just, it, it's so hard to get there. And yeah. so when your team is running shit for 162 games and you get to that final push and you win like 94 games and clinch a wild card or clinch a division – like that's special, but if you're just sitting there finishing second in your shitty ass, like the AL, um, what what is it, the uh, AL East, like they have the Rays and the Yankees are like well above mm-hmm. the Blue Jays, Orioles, and Red Sox, and it's only a sixty game season. Imagine if it was yeah. hundred and sixty two games, the Yankees and the Rays would completely separate themselves. From those two teams. The Blue Jays are they're solid, but the Orioles would definitely have continued to fall off and the Red Sox haven't even come close all year. So it's just not rewarding yeah. to me to have all these teams make it. Yeah, I mean we'll see what happens, but I think that baseball's trying to get more towards being ex not that that's not exciting, but like it's it's kind of evolving a little bit. So these people that are so, you know, heart, old school and stuff, like, who knows? We'll see what happens. Well, you're right. You're right because it would get more fan bases involved, which would generally mean more people mm-hmm. tuning into their team in a postseason race. Yep. And I'm talking about it being less rewarding, but I wouldn't be sitting here excited for the Reds' last six games if there was only uh, ten teams making the playoffs because the Reds would be completely out of it. Yep. So, yeah, yeah maybe – I, I guess I would vote yes for it. I'd like it just because I'm selfish and want to see my team have a better chance of making postseason baseball. Yeah, kind of like the – well, how many teams get in in the NBA? Is it half or uh, – 16. 16 make the NBA. Okay, yeah. So that's – And they're doing, they're doing 14 in the NFL now. Wow. So we'll just have to see with everything if they – you know, the NBA is going to stay that way. But if NFL and baseball do that too. Yeah, I, it could work. Yeah. It could work. All right, so a segment that we're going to be doing every week for you guys. We're calling it Winners and Losers. We think it's a, we think it's a little fun one to do. You guys can tweet at us and give us your winners and losers of the week too. Uh, that'd be at Two Bagger Pod on Twitter. Let us know who you like for your winners and losers. My winner, this is a little bit ago, but it's Albert Pujols. He, just, he hit his uh, 661st home run the other day. Mm-hmm. Put him ahead of Willie, May, uh, Willie Mays on the all-time home run list. Now he's behind, I think, his next uh, feat would be A-Rod, who's at 696. 
So he's still got to hit like 35 more bombs. I don't think he passes A-Rod. No. He, might, he might have solidified himself at number, I think that's five, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, he might have solidified himself at number five. Yeah, and he just, Pujols was like, I remember he was my favorite player growing up as a kid. Like, he was just like. Really? Ex- well, not favorite. I mean, I was a Reds fan, but like. I, like, wanted to be Albert Pujols. Like, he was just yeah. a dog. He was – when he played for the Cardinals, he was, like, batting, like, what? He was batting, like, 330, 340 and hitting, like, 40 bombs a year consistently. I mean – Yeah. No, I I never loved Albert Pujols because he played for the Cardinals and he just shit on the Reds the whole time. <laughs> but yeah, I've always respected him. I do feel that when you say – I do feel that when you uh, when you say you wanted to hit like him, because who wouldn't want to hit like Albert Pujols? Yeah, he rips tanks into left field when Big Mac land out in St. Louis. <laughs> Just sucks to play for the Cardinals. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> who's who's your winner? So my winner is um, the Pittsburgh Pirates, and not because they're doing it. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of. Little ironic, but it's not because they're doing well, but they've just like really been bad. They've they've really helped out the Reds. They've helped out everybody. Just losing a bunch of games this past week, they they lost a bunch of one run games. And also, the good thing about all this is that they'll be in first place to get Kumar Rocker in the draft. So that'll be nice. Yeah, yeah. That sucks for us, but that's good for the Pirates. They'll probably just trade him again like they did Garrett mm-hmm. Cole and Charlie Morton and Tyler Glass now. Yeah, they've the Pirates, I mean, they're kind of like the Reds. They they were good back in 2014 or 2015 or whenever that was, but they've kind of Well, they beat us in the playoffs, so. Well, <laughs> yeah, but I'm just saying like they've kind of just been downward trajectory and the Reds have kind of swung up a little bit. Yeah, their ownership sucks. The Pirates' ownership's terrible. He could spend so much more money on his team, and he refuses to. And then they just mm-hmm. build a team with poor prospects and suck every year. Yep. Yeah. But yeah, they are massive winners. They just lost, I think, three out of four to the uh, to the Cardinals. Their three losses were all in amazing fashion. They gave up six runs in the bottom of the six. Oh my god! To lose <laughs> seven to two one day, that would have helped us a lot. Yeah. So with the other two run losses, but I, I don't see how they aren't winners right now. They're getting Kumar Rocker. Every Pittsburgh fan I know is super excited about that. They want to lose, and I yeah. totally understand that because when the Reds were terrible, I wanted them to lose too. Yeah. They got Hunter Green out of it. I mean, yeah. But, sometimes, sometimes you just gotta like. For example, like I saw a no hitter, um, Reds Reds versus Cubs, and it was like the eighth inning, and the Reds didn't have a hit, and they were losing like five five nothing. It was like I am a Reds fan at heart, but I am literally watching. A, <laughs> I'm literally watching a no hitter, so kind of go Cubs. <laughs> yeah, I probably would have rooted for that as well. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Let's get into our losers here. Uh, this happened last Sunday, so a little bit over a week ago. But my loser is Alec Mills. Alec Mills threw a no-hitter <laughs> against the Brewers on the first Sunday of NFL football. And that just sucks, man. Good for <laughs> Alec Mills. Good for Alec Mills for throwing the no-hitter. But no one cared. No. Like, so many people said they had no idea Alec Mills threw a no-hitter until looking at their ESPN app the next day. Yeah. They're like, what the fuck? Alec Mills threw a no-hitter? Yeah, that's he, yeah, that's he just he should have gotten all the glory that he deserved for throwing a no no, but he got none. 
and mostly because he's Alec Mills and he's not like Max Scherzer or Garrett Cole. And also because he only had five swinging strikes the entire game. God. But he got it done the hard way where he just he pitched the players' bats. Mm-hmm. The Brewers had a lot of hard hard balls right at people, but that's baseball sometimes. Sometimes you hit one hard and it goes right at someone. Yep. That's why no one hits a 1,000 on hard hit balls. Yep, and that's that's kind of like like throwing a no-hitter. It's kind of like um, if you – I think you got to pitch to contact because, like, if you're really striking everybody out and you're, like, you know, your arm's getting tired, like, you got to throw at least over, like, I'd, I'd say 120 pitches to do that in the whole game. But, yeah. I don't know, man. Some of these guys just – they're, They're just, just horses. Dogs, like, yeah, that is true. Like Max Scherzer, he's just gonna strike your ass out and then go nine shot on you and shove it down your fucking throat. True. But <laughs> good for Alec Mills, dude. Good for Alec Mills for throwing a no hitter. It just sucks that it wasn't mm-hmm. as celebrated as it should have been. Yeah, and then kind of tying into that. So my loser this past week was, or just in general, is the MLB season. I mean, we all love baseball, and it's. You know, shortened season, it's a weird season, you know, early in the season people were getting canceled for, like, players on the team having COVID. It's just, like, it doesn't feel, I mean, it feels like baseball and it feels like a normal season, but at the same time, it doesn't. I mean, it's super exciting. Yeah. Like, this season, 60 games, it's all or nothing, no matter who your team is essentially because you're everybody was in it until like at least 40 games left. But with that being said, well, actually I want to lay this out there first. This season is legit. Like whoever wins this world series, there's no asterisks. No. These guys are working their ass off to accommodate the MLB for this shortened ass season, this wild ass season. And they're going down to the wire. Everybody's facing the same, obstacles that every other team is everyone has to play 60 games everybody has the different roster moves they have to make yeah some teams get injuries and some teams don't but that's also just baseball like that's any sports season some teams just get hurt like some teams have players get hurt but i bought in so heavily this red season at the beginning of the year and for me to say that yeah this season didn't matter if they just get smoked in like the first round of the playoffs or not even make it would be so hypocritical of me because I was so excited. And I hope a lot of other baseball fans take that approach too because I don't want to hear some sorry-ass Yankee fan watch their team lose in, like, the second round of the playoffs and be like, oh, it didn't matter anyway. Like, Stanton and Judge got hurt. Yeah. And it was a shortened season when, in reality, Stanton and Judge get hurt all the time and I think like, everybody else had to battle stuff. I honestly think even with – not more so than a regular season, but, like, just with everything going on, like, the protocols they got to do, just COVID in general, like, everyone just, like, doing their best. It's kind of, like, an extra, like, worry that all these players have. And it's kind of, like, if you got that on your back and you're winning baseball, like, yeah, it's a regular season. Like, yeah, I'm going to not put an asterisk on it, you know? Yeah, I just don't think you can. No. But with that being said, the reason that the MLB season is a massive loser is because this 60-game season – was just not it. Like you can't you you. This is gonna sound very, uh, like controversial and hypocritical to what I just said, but you really can't crown like a true champ with a sixty game season. I shouldn't say that because I think you can. Mm-hmm. But 
my point is I just hope they don't switch to a 60-game season because it sucks for teams that start off slow. Mm-hmm. And look at the Nationals last year. They were one of the worst teams in the NL, and then they won the World Series because yep. they heated up in like July and August and September and made the playoffs, won the wild card game, beat the Dodgers, won the World Series. Mm-hmm. Like they deserve that shit. And in a 60 game season, you don't have time to come back. Players don't have enough time to get in the swing of things. Yep. Look at Christian Yelich, Cody Bellinger, Eugenio Suarez. Yep. Three players last year that were, were three of the highest home run hitters in the National League. All of them are struggling. And. It's just not. It's just not a full season. It's not a proper season. But with that being said, everybody's in the same situation, and yeah. that's why this is still and real. I, and I mean, I, I just th- hope it's not permanent. Yeah, I hope it's not permanent because, like, I like. I'm a really big stats guy, and I like look like looking at the all time numbers and stuff like that. And I think that you know, moving to a sixty game season, like you're not going to have as many hits, home runs, blah blah blah. And it's kind of like some of these guys are chasing after leaders and. That's what they've been striving for all their lot, you know. And uh, like Pujols, maybe he'll catch a rod. Who knows? But um, no. <laughs> <laughs> but stuff like that, it's just like um, you know, they just gotta. That's why I don't think they should go to that too. Yeah. Yeah. What sucked, dude? The first thing I thought of when the baseball season was getting shortened was, oh fuck, Mike Trout's never gonna catch uh, Barry Bonds now. Because Mike Trout had a legitimate shot of catching Barry Bonds if he played like into his late 30s and was still producing like I think all of us think Mike Trout could. He is one of those athletes that can divide time because mm-hmm. he's so damn good. Yep. Now we said that about Pools too, but Pools got injured, and when you're in when you get injured at that age, it's hard to come back because your body's spending time recovering rather than strengthening itself. Yeah. So if Mike Trout stays healthy, which sometimes he doesn't, he could have he could have passed it. But I think with a sixty game season rather than a full one sixty two in his prime, it mm-hmm. pretty much gives him no shot. Yeah, and I think I mean Mike Trout. It's just like some of these players. Like I think Mike Trout. I mean I'm not downplaying Pujols at all, but he is like just like look how the way he plays. He just like he's just definitely a baseball guy. He can just some people can just hit, and he can just it's. You know, if he gets hurt, he's still going to be able to, like, not whatever, but he's still going to be able to produce. He's the kind of hitter that hits crisp line drives from, like, left center to right center mm-hmm. that just keep on going because yep. he puts the perfect swing on the ball every time. Yeah. And then if you throw him, like, an inside changeup that hangs up there, he's going to hit it 475 feet because <laughs> he's Mike fucking Trout. Yeah. He's like 6'2", 240 pounds. He's going to absolutely yoss balls out of the stadium. That's what I love about baseball, too. It's, you know, these huge-ass linebackers in the NFL or these super-ripped guys. Like, baseball is a different breed, you know. You, you got to play it to be good. You can't just pick it up and just, you know, it's just it takes time to get really good at baseball. It's a skill-based game. It's yeah. not an athletic-based game. While no. most of these guys are very athletic, it's just your athleticism doesn't translate to baseball as well mm-hmm. as it would football or basketball, obviously. Yep. All right, speaking of Mike Trout hitting tanks, what 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 is one of the one or two of the most impressive things you've seen on a baseball field in person in your life? So, as I mentioned, I saw the Reds get no hit and I I mean I know I'm a Reds fan, but like that's a no-hitter in person and I saw that with my lifelong friend Mitch. And I think that was my senior year of high school. And then also, for my 16th birthday, I saw 
kind of downplaying it now, but Homer Bailey, you know, he threw a no-hitter, and it's just like, how many people out there can say they've seen two no-hitters in their lifetime, like, in person? Like, I get people watching them. Yeah. I get people watch them on TV and stuff, and I know I've gone to plenty of baseball games, but damn, like, that, that, that'll stay with me for a long time, and it's... Homer Baylor is close to throwing that perfect game. He walks somebody in, like, I think the eighth inning or something. But, yeah, that's definitely on top of my list. Yeah, I think the most impressive thing I've seen on a baseball field had absolutely nothing to do with baseball. So, you and I went to a Reds game a few years ago. And after the game was over, they brought in these, like, professional beer league softball players, it looked like who looked like they just came out of the forest in Oregon from chopping wood with their they all had thick mm-hmm. beards. They were huge. Their forearms were like the size of pythons. <laughs> and they're having a softball home run derby in Great American. And I turned to you and I said, dude, let's get out of here. Like these guys are probably just going to be hitting softballs into like yeah. the lower decks and probably hit like five. No. Dude, <laughs> the first guy up – was hitting triple decker home runs. It was incredible. We yeah. stayed and watched the whole thing. Yeah, that, that was one of the most impressive things I've ever seen. They were hitting these balls like five hundred feet. Well, yeah, and like I think people don't realize, but like those guys that do that softball stuff, like that's serious. Like these guys are beefy. Like they are like linebackers, and most of them I think played like college baseball. I've met a few that like so these guys are like you know they were close to probably making the league or maybe they made the league, but like. They're just tanks, and they can just... They're huge, dude. One of the most impressive things I've seen on a baseball field. Another thing I saw, this is on Twitter about a week ago, that I thought was super impressive, so not something I've seen in person. But Brandon Phillips is out in the independent leagues hitting bombs, or at least he hit one bomb. Mm-hmm. But I saw a video on Twitter of Brandon Phillips dropping an absolute piss missile <laughs> in, the, in the left field in the independent leagues and pimped it like halfway down the first baseline. And I watched that and that took me right back to 2012 where Brandon Phillips was one of the leaders of our baseball team. I love Brandon Phillips. I'm glad he's still getting his ABs in the independent league. He got some ABs in Mexico a couple of years ago. Had no idea that was a thing. <laughs> well, but it's yeah. good to see BP on the diamond still. It's some of these guys, like, I mean, I'm I'm doing this podcast. I want to coach a local high school baseball team. And I just, you know, I played college baseball, and that's 40 games a season, you know. These guys Mm -hmm. that play for 10, 15, 20 years, like, it is really hard to just, like, give it up completely. And I think, you know, whether it's coaching or just playing again, like, like Brandon Phillips, like, I bet nobody in the league would, like, give him shit for that, like, they totally no, respect that. I, they because, probably, yeah, they probably respect the hell out of that. Yeah, yeah, because we've so, seen seen many other players do that. I think Vlad's done that a decent amount. Like you know, there's just people that just can't give it up, and that's fine. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I agree. I totally agree. All right, so to round out the pod, Noah and I, we love football too. We love basketball. We're we just love all sports in general, almost, but. We were watching some football on Sunday, and we thought, who are some fantastic MLB-NFL comparisons? One one that completely came to my mind was when I was watching uh, I was watching the Chiefs play the Chargers yesterday, and Andy Reid's over there sweating balls because his team's tied with the Chargers in OT. I'm like, man, dude, who does Andy Reid remind me of in the MLB? 
Andy Reid is just like Dusty Baker. Mm-hmm. For sure. It, well, all right. Before 2019, he's just like Dusty Baker. He got his Super Bowl in 2019, and that elevates him in coaching history, mm-hmm. obviously. But before that, they led teams that were super good all the time, but they never won anything. Mm-hmm. They would go to the playoffs. They'd lose wild games, like the Chiefs losing to the Titans when the tight like Titans had Marcus Mariota, who couldn't even throw the ball. And then... The Reds go and drop like three out of four series for Dusty Baker mm-hmm. in the first round or wild card. And then Dusty goes and loses in the first round with the Nationals. And I'm like, holy shit. They're both like pretty old. They're yep. both pretty reserved. They love their respective sports. Yep. And they don't really get it done all the time. Yeah. But then Andy Reid, it's hard to not win with, with yeah, uh, Pat and they're, Mahomes. They're but. both like not, I mean, as old men who is, but like they're not flashy. Like Andy Reid was like, when he won the Super Bowl, it's like, what did you do after? And he's like, I just ate a hamburger. And then Dusty Baker. <laughs> yeah, a cheeseburger. Yeah, cheeseburger. Cheeseburger. And uh, Dusty Baker, he's kind of the same way. It's like, he just looks like a dork. And he's always, like, just, like, picking on or chewing on toothpicks. It's like, I don't know. It's just yeah. it's just funny to watch those guys because, like, they, just like everyone that's coaching. But, like, I, I just know that they just really love baseball. <laughs> Baseball yeah. and football, yeah. And football. Yeah. Yeah. All right, you got do you think of any? Um, I was watching the Seahawks last night and I was I was like, damn, like I really like Russell Wilson. He's just like a dog and he's just a good guy and he's just humble. And um I think that a good comparison for that is like Mike Trout. I think that both of them are just like down to business. They just put their nose down. They play hard. They're respectful to like everybody, the interviewers, um, fans. They're just they're people that you'd want if you have a daughter. You you would want your daughter to date. Yeah, and on top of that, I mean, they're two of the best athletes in their respective sports. Mm-hmm. In at least like right now, Mike Trout's one of the best all time, probably yep. by the time it's said and done. Uh, I like that one. That's a that's a good one. My my other one that I had, I'm a, I think I had two more, but this one I thought was way better. Daniel Vogelbach is exactly like Andrew Whitworth. Mm-hmm. Just both <laughs> meaty dudes. <laughs> they're both massive. Daniel Vogelbach gets up there and hits absolute tank shots. He He's on the Brewers now. Hopefully he doesn't hit any tank shots against the Reds. But he, him and Whitworth just look the exact same. I was watching the Rams play against the Cowboys uh, last Monday night, and I even think they look similar. Like their double chins match, <laughs> but they're also they both seem like really good people. I know for sure that Andrew Withworth is a good person just from all the different things I've heard yeah. throughout Cincinnati. But it's good to see that they're both also succeeding in their respective sports. Withworth a little bit higher in the rankings yeah. as a left tackle than Vogelbach is probably as a DH. But regardless, they both seem like great yeah. dudes, and they just completely remind me well, of Well, and other. then kind of going off that, they're great dudes. But another comparison I had was kind of sh- – not shitty dudes, but just like kind of cheaters. And that I thought – like I was watching the Bucks and Brady was pl- <laughs> <laughs> Brady was playing. I was like, you know, who else is like that in baseball? And it's like Bregman. You know, they're both kind of – I don't know. They they look they look nice and like trustworthy, but when it really comes down to it, both of them just cheated their asses off to 
<laughs> you know, Breg- Bregman maybe more than Brady, but yeah, Brady yeah. Brady had some of those. They had Spygate. Yeah, they had Deflategate. They fucking spied on the Bengals last year. Yeah, I don't lost know. a third round pick. Yeah, like, idiots. Why are you spying on a team who's like one in what fourteen at the time? Yeah. And I don't think that Bregman is going to be, you know, making out with his kids. But we all know Brady does that. <laughs> 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 yeah. yeah yeah i don't know we might have to get footage of Bregman. i don't think we released that footage no, these two no. against the media <laughs> right now well those are some good mlb nfl comparisons we might have some nba NFL, or mlb comparisons next week mm-hmm. who knows we'll see what we cook up for you guys thank you for listening to the second ever two bagger podcast follow us on twitter like i said earlier at the two bagger pod uh, let us know what you think of the podcast let us know what you are your winners and losers are of the baseball season currently. Let us know some of your NFL MLB comparisons. Uh, we'll get back to you. We love interacting with people on Twitter. And Noah, it was good talking to you. Yeah, you too. I miss you, man. <laughs> yeah, you too, yeah. brother. Take it easy up there yeah. in Cleveland. Stay Will warm. Do. Will do. All right. Well, thanks, everybody. Have, Have a, a good, good one. Day.